Welcome to the My Essential Birth Podcast. I'm Courtney. And I'm Stephanie. And we're professional doulas, childbirth educators, and the creators of My Essential Birth, the holistic, empowering online childbirth education course helping mothers everywhere confidently achieve their best birth. So join us each week as we share tips and advice for all things pregnancy, birth, and beyond. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so that you can be the first to get new content. And head over to www.myessentialbirth.com for more information about our birth course and to join a community of mamas just like you. Before we get started, we would like to invite you to leave a review for this podcast in iTunes. It's a brand new show and it's really important in the launch of a new podcast to gather reviews. Will you please help us spread the word by leaving a review so that more mamas have a chance of finding this podcast when they search for one? We read every single review and we promise to keep doing that. We love what everyone, all of you ladies have been saying about the Pregnancy and Birth Made Easy podcast here with My Essential Birth. So thank you everyone for your continued support. If you don't know what an Enneagram is, it's a diagram with nine points that illustrates the nine human character structures. They are nine different, but very connected types. And it doesn't necessarily tell us what we do, but why we do it. And to quote Beth at your Enneagram coach on Instagram, go check her out. The Enneagram accurately and clearly describes why you think, feel, and behave in particular ways based upon your core fears and core desires. The idea is that you can use this path of self-discovery to help you transform into the highest, healthiest, truest version of you. So less of a personality test and more of a path back to the truest version of yourself. And as with each of these episodes, we will make sure to link to the free test in our show notes. So make sure to go check that out, take the test and enjoy the episodes. We just have to preface this by saying we are Enneagram enthusiasts, certainly not experts, but we find it all interesting and figured you might too. This week's podcast reviewer is from The Hannimal. I love that name. (laughs) And she says, Thank you. I love this podcast. Thank you for putting out so much helpful and real information. And I love your personalities. You're fun to listen to. Yes, that's us, right? Okay. (laughs) My husband and I are just starting to think of trying for our first baby. And honestly, it's exciting but scary. But I already feel so much more excited after learning from you guys. And I know I've only scratched the surface. Keep it coming. Thank you so much. Uh, I totally agree. It can be exciting and scary. I, I'm always amazed that moms are like, I'm going to go find a podcast. Like, you know, before, before they're even pregnant. Genius. Good You're on so you. smart. Yeah. But thank you. I feel like, oh, you guys, we are finally back together doing podcasts. Like, it is a different game. I miss my Courtney. So. Likewise. <laughs> it makes a difference. All together and it feels so good. <laughs> um, I just have to say, I used to get really... I would alternate between feeling excited about becoming a mom and feeling really intimidated and scared about it too. And this is going to make me sound like a horrible person, but I just have to say, and you know, you've come across some moms and you're like, how, how are they a parent? They just don't seem like they're doing a whole lot of anything. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know where you were going with that. So I guess my thought is, if she could give birth and she's a mom and her kid is still alive and relatively well adjusted, I can certainly do this. Right? Okay, so there's no, I even have a girlfriend and I can relate to this feeling of like, I, I want, oh, this will go along with our podcast episode, but like wanting to accept the challenge of like, if she gave birth naturally, I could give birth naturally. I even have a girlfriend <laughs> that is like, she's crazy competitive with sports and things like that. Yeah. 
And I think she has had two, anyways, last time she tried to go natural and she had placental abruption. It was kind of crazy. But I think she is like, I'm having another baby and I am going to, like, if Stephanie can do it, I, I can, can do, do this it. thing. Yeah. So I'm just saying, you know, you're going to come across parents and you're like, holy cow, uh, if they can have kids, then yeah, I can totally I handle, can handle this. this. <laughs> so, I don't know if that's comforting. We got you, girl. It makes me sound horrible, but whatever, we're rolling with it. Okay, today we were talking about Enneagram. We asked you guys on Instagram, like, what do you want us to talk about? And we had more than a few of you that are like, more Enneagram. We're like, okay, probably because we we haven't done your number yet. So today is going to be all about Enneagram 8, the challenger. So let's talk about some of your strengths. I will tell you, you intimidate me a little bit. But it's, it's because you're so strong, and I love that about you. You are intelligent. You are courageous. You are confident. You are a defender of the innocent, which I think is so incredible. Like, that's really powerful. I feel like you make me question myself, right? <laughs> you have a very commanding presence. And even if I'm, like, well-researched on something, I... I kind of start to second well, you guess. Say, yeah, you say it with such confidence, dang it. That, yeah. yeah, you do. You wonder. Like, Even if you're wrong, though. Yeah. You say it with such confidence. <laughs> Just <Yes>. kidding. <laughs> um, but you're kind of one of, you're the epitome of tough exterior shell, but a softy on the inside. That's you. And you sometimes don't let people open up and see that vulnerable side of you very often. But when we do get a glimpse of it, it's pretty, pretty soft. magical. Yeah. Soft. It's pretty soft. <laughs> it's pretty soft. <laughs> Um, one of the things we absolutely love about you, and this is going to be a huge strength for you when it comes to birth, is that you have no problem telling people no. Yeah. So when we were planning this episode, I was like, we went back and forth because we feel like you're, you can you can do anything. You can be in any situation with any provider, and you're just going to own the <laughs> And they're going to follow you. Yeah. So I'm like, this is the person that is like, hello, you guys work for me. This is how I want things done. Get uh-huh. out of my way. So, um, which maybe there's a little friction there, but I don't think you would care. And so I, anyways, I think that's a strength. Well, you brought up an example of, um, a client that you're pretty sure now was an Enneagram Mm -hmm. eight. Yeah. You want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So she was with a midwife here that we absolutely would refer to as a midwife, knowing that she wanted to go unmedicated and do some things that were kind of, it would cause that friction. And so I was a little nervous going into that, but I see, I saw her twice. I've been to two of her births now. Um, and she was kind of like, no, I like the, the midwife would come in and recommend things and say, you know, I really think we need to do this or that. And she would just kind of snap out of it for a moment and be like, no, I said, we're doing this. And then she'd refocus. And I'm like, Ooh, like, oh, and what, what's the midwife going to say? Like, guys, if you know, if you understand that you really do have that power, like, it, yeah, it dispels everything. Like, she had nothing to say. It was wonderful. You know your own mind, and you know your own heart, and you know what you want. And that's powerful because there's a lot of t- there's a lot of decision-making that happens in pregnancy and birth. And you are an incredibly decisive person. You're not going to waffle. You're not going to hem and haw. You're not going to be the kind of person who's going to be pushed into something that you don't feel is right to do. And um, that's an incredible quality to have. Yeah. Along with that, you're honest and straightforward, which we kind of talked about. I mentioned how that would look in a Burt space. Uh, And you stand up to the bullies. You're concerned with justice. And so I think that goes a long way if there's people around you or things happening around you that um, 
you know, you find that are, are not along with your beliefs or what you believe is right, that you're going to stand up for those things. So I actually think you would be somebody that later on, when you come into a, a birth role in any capacity, um, a doula, I could see being a midwife later or an OB. Mm-hmm. I think when you come into those spaces, your job, like what you're planning to do, that following that you're creating is to make sure that justice is served in the way that you see right. Because honestly, there's no more vulnerable of a person than brand new little babies. Yeah. Puppies. <laughs> yeah. But also a birthing woman. Mm-hmm. That is an incredibly vulnerable time. And if you're there um, in your future role to defend her and her birthing rights or even your own, um, that's going to go a long way. So it's interesting because in this pandemic that we're experiencing right now, this COVID thing, um, there's been, and it's saddening for me to read, there's been a lot of violation of rights. Yes. Um, institutions like the World Health Organization and the CDC, whether you agree with everything they're doing or not, they have come forward and they've said that it is their recommendation that women be entitled to at least one birth support person. And so when I read things about my husband wasn't allowed in, I had to give birth by myself, you're not the kind of person that's going to allow that to happen. Yep. Same with being separated from the baby, not mm-hmm. being allowed to breastfeed, anything that goes apart from those things of being able to defend and protect that little baby. Yeah. And you might feel a little afraid inside, but on the outside, you're going to stand up for that. You know, we hear from moms who are like, I just, I felt pressured into it. I felt bullied into it. I didn't know what to say. I was, I was kind ignored. Of, I was ignored. I was a little bit afraid to speak up for myself for fear of them taking it a step further. I really don't think that's going to be a problem for you. Yeah. And I, I that's kind of what we talked about at the beginning there. We say it with such confidence and seriousness, like they're not going to, they're not going to think they've got a chance to roll over you. Yeah. Now here's where Stephanie and I aren't sure because neither she (laughs) or I or our type eights. And so we would love to hear some feedback from you because one of the things that's important to you is you kind of, you have a lust for intensity, Um, intensity and experience. You like to feel in control. That's very important to you. And so we were kind of having this debate where we could see it going either way, depending on how you feel about the situation. On the one hand, we want to say, if you want to feel in control and you want an intense experience, then an unmedicated birth is for you (laughs) because nothing will make you feel more alive, um, feel the whole gamut of emotion and physical feeling than an unmedicated birth. You will feel very in control because it's you calling the shots based on what your body is telling you to do. So that might be the best situation for you. On the flip side, as you're saying that, though, I'm wondering if maybe they wouldn't love that because the body's doing the work and you have to get out of the way. Exactly. On the flip side, there's a part of me that wonders if, depending again, how you feel, what your belief is, if you might feel more comfortable being in a hospital where there's uh, procedural precautions in place. It's expected. I'm going to go in there. They're going to place an IV. I'll go to the bathroom. They'll have me on the monitors. I'll get an epidural. I know Pitocin might be at it at some point. Like maybe having an epidural will actually help you feel in control because I will tell you if you have an unmedicated birth, there does come a point where your body kind of takes over and you might feel a little bit out of control Mm -hmm. or at the very least vulnerable. So maybe getting an epidural will help you. Nope, I can stay in my right frame of mind (laughs) with it. But then that can also cause a cascade of interventions, which might make you feel out of control. I don't know. The point is, 
we we can't speak I, in personal yeah, experience. Yeah, so I think one. it's really important that you know, it, which I feel like a lot of type eights seem to know intuitively what they want. But mm-hmm. I think I we want to encourage you guys to walk yourself through your birth experience. And I would say take different paths. If you are interested in unmedicated, I want you to take the medicated path too and vice versa and seriously walk yourself through each of those experiences to decide what you want. So let's talk about some things that you may want to watch out for because this will roll right with just what we were talking about. So there's going to come a certain point in almost any birth, but especially an unmedicated birth, where naturally you might begin to feel a bit out of control. And I almost hate using that phrase because you're still in control, but it just, you're not going to feel totally yourself. You have to surrender. You have to surrender. There's a point of surrender. Exactly. I would encourage you to, rather than feeling like, I don't know what's happening here, to reframe the thought in your mind. And you're going to have to prep this like before birth, say this to yourself. So it comes naturally during birth. My body is taking over this process. What I'm feeling is me. I am in control. I like that. So that was just a tip I had for you there. Some other things you may want to watch out for are um, you can be a little leery of people who are too nice. So for example, if you're if you challenge your doctor on something that they've recommended, well, that doesn't sound right to me and the evidence and research that I found supports that this being the guideline, you might have a provider who their tendency, their Enneagram type is to be a peacemaker, to not rock the boat, right? To be accommodating. And so they might not fight you on that. They might not push back, right? They might say, okay, if that's what you want to do, that's fine. You might have a tendency to sometimes then view that person as being weak, maybe not somebody you can trust. Sometimes you like to push people a little bit just to see them stand up for Mm. what they want. That's kind of your way of ascertaining whether or not that person can kind of hold their own up against you because you sort of need somebody who can. But keep in mind that just because somebody is being really nice and accommodating and kind of going around with what you want doesn't mean that they're not a strong person. It makes me feel like you'd actually be a really good person in this setting to find truth. Like if you're pushing against a provider in such a way, do they have the evidence to come back? Mm -hmm. You know, I like that a lot. Yeah, it's cool. Like I said, there's some flip sides to, to all of these things. Sometimes you have a tendency to steamroll those who share a difference of opinion, and then you can be sort of surprised when people come back and say that they find you insensitive or intimidating and domineering. Um, I feel like that's like a heads up for a partner too, right? I I feel like that's a partner thing. Yeah. (laughs) Just be aware. uh, Try to move towards a place. You know, when eights are, are in a state of growth, they're far more um, uh, compassionate. They can really listen and acknowledge the needs and the points of view of others. Whereas sometimes you might see things as very black and white. You start to consider that others might have a different point of view or feeling than you. So I think just, you know, be considerate when you're expressing your opinion, when you're saying no. You can still say no because nobody's going to tell you that you can't do something, right? But just be mindful of how you deliver that. <laughs> Let's jump into some tips for the partner. So, um, so since we know that type eights are actually, they have some vulnerability inside, even though, so they kind of have this tough exterior, right? Um, they don't want people to know that they're uncomfortable or they have a fear or something like that. 
And so they kind of have that tough exterior, but inside they're actually concerned about how people feel about them, the decisions being made. They've got some things that make them vulnerable. And so we think it's really important, particularly in the birth space, that you're, you as a partner are speaking to those vulnerabilities even when she's not saying them, especially because she doesn't want to have to say them. So she doesn't want to have to say during the birth, I'm scared or I don't think I can do this anymore. She's, she's not gonna to wanna to say those things. But if you are giving her confidence and speaking to those things throughout, then you're gonna give that power back to her and that confidence and empowerment to her to keep going. Another tip for the partner would be just to be straightforward with her. Tell her like it is. If there's a new situation that's come up, um, maybe something that was unexpected or unplanned, don't beat around the bush, don't make excuses, don't try and sugarcoat anything. This goes for providers or people working with you as well. Just tell her like it is. Provide that regular, honest feedback because um, I use this example with Stephanie from a book that I read about Enneagram called, um, is it The Path Back to You, The Road Back to You? We'll link to it in the show notes. It's a wonderful, gosh, look inside the Enneagram. But they said, you know, if a type eight, say, was in an accident and their face got all jacked up, right? <laughs> and they're about to be wheeled into surgery and mom comes running over. And as a type eight, you go, mom, how does my face look? Well, if you were any other type, what would be comforting to hear is that, <laughs> honey, it's it looks fine. It's going to be fine. They're just going to make it better, right? We want things sugar-coated a little bit because we're worried. Not you, man. You want her to say, I'll be honest, it, it looks horrible, but the doctors that are going to be working with you are incredibly skilled and this will all be okay. That's what you want to hear. Um, it would actually make you more nervous to feel like somebody's maybe not being truthful to you. Um, that would make you more worried and, and feed fear. So Partner, make sure you're providing honest, regular feedback. Um, be confident and strong in your role as her birth partner. Be prepared to defend both her and you, although she might not need a whole lot of help with that. <laughs> um, you may need to challenge her back on things that you have an opinion about, and that's okay. So birth partner, another way that you can help her, she likes to, she prides herself on the fact that she's courageous, she's strong. Um, but one of the things that she may not initially view as courageous is that vulnerability, expressing her feelings, her emotions, her thoughts. So really try to work with her to help her view being vulnerable as a form of courage. This is going to be especially important during birth when there's a lot of vulnerability. She has to know that she can trust you and you can reassure her of that both in word and action. You will not be betrayed. Um, birth can be a wonderful way to build this trust within your relationship if you, as her partner, choose to show up, do this right, and really care for her during this time. And remember, as we say honestly with any uh -huh. birthing mom, <laughs> don't take her commanding way of speaking personally. Even if this is her type 8-ness coming out, pregnancy has a wonderful way with all of its hormones and fun growth that, <laughs> you know, it just brings out the best in us. So don't take it personally, especially during the labor process, even women who are not type 8 during labor Shout type eight, right? Yes, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So for both of you together, you both need to be studying 
birth together. Type 8 mama, there's nothing that's going to make you feel more empowered and confident and secure in your decisions than to actually get knowledgeable on this, you know, event, this birth that you are preparing for. Um, I think you'll love the My Essential Birth course in particular because we give you all this solid information. Stephanie and I don't we don't take blog posts. We go straight to the um, medical studies, um, pubmed.gov and stuff like that. We give you the solid information to help you form your opinion and then defend it because good arguments and opinions have to be backed by good information. We make sure you have all that. You'll love the course because learning all about birth is going to help you feel in control. Given lots of empowering tools to deepen the sense of control and we've got very little fluff, so you'll appreciate that. Um, this is going to help your partner feel like an equal in their birth knowledge. Um, and what I love is that Stephanie and I, on especially the controversial topics, present different opinions. She and I feel differently about things, as you guys know. And so um, both you and your partner can feel confident in the decision that you guys feel is best for your baby. But you also don't need to be afraid if the two of you have a conflict of opinion. Yeah, and we talked about this before we started this podcast, but we have to trust that as a type eight, if you are here with us, you likely enjoy what we talk about. You kind of have some of the similar beliefs one way or another about things that topics that we've covered. And so um, walking you through that step-by-step step will give you an opportunity to form those opinions more solidly. And like Courtney said, with that evidence base behind it. My Essential Birth course is going to help you feel trusting of your partner, but it's also going to guide you in finding the right birthplace and the right birth provider so that you can feel trusting of them too. Um, nothing's going to make you feel more frustrated or out of control than a cascade of birth interventions that you weren't planning on, that you weren't expecting, um, especially if they're coming from a provider that you kind of don't have a whole lot of trust in. And so we go to great lengths to help you make sure that you're with the right person who lines up with your beliefs and your goals. Um, and I feel like that's really important. Overall, even though we feel incredibly intimidated by you, <laughs> uh, we also love you. We love your strength and your courage, your confidence, your empowerment. Uh, and we hope to be a part of that for you. We hope that we can help build all of that for you so that you walk into that birth space just overwhelmed with the amount of confidence and joy and excitement that you feel for that birth in front of you. All right, mamas, we will be back with more tips and advice soon. In the meantime, be sure to subscribe so that you get notifications first about new episodes. And don't forget to head over to myessentialbirth.com for more information on the birth course and to join our online community serving pregnant mamas just like you.